Are you tired of spending hours listing cards for sale? Well, the ComC Marketplace is the easiest place to sell cards online. ComC will identify, scan, list, store, insure, package, and ship. Just send them the cards and they will take care of the rest. All you have to do is set the price. Visit ComC.com today to start selling your cards. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Well, what have you been up to this week in the hobby? What types of hobby activities have kept you busy? Has it been consuming content and learning? Has it been adding things to your collection? Or has it been like me, getting things listed and getting things organized? That is what I've spent the last several weeks doing when it comes to the hobby. Back in April, I purchased my most recent large collection. A truckload of cards is somewhere around 250,000 total cards, I believe. Well, I still have about 50,000 cards left that I need to get listed on Sport Lots. Over the last couple months, I've already listed about fifteen or 16,000, something like that. And my inventory on Sport Lots is continuing to grow. But I still have a stack of four and five row boxes that total about 50,000 cards that I need to get up there on the site. So I'm going to be continuing to get those things listed over the next several weeks and probably even a couple months. Because I'm just kind of working them in as I have time. I'm also using this opportunity, because it's so big, to get things organized. As I'm adding these new cards to my inventory, it's causing me to reshuffle some boxes of existing inventory, and I'm using that opportunity to label each and every box with what sports and what years are inside that box, which is just going to make it a whole lot easier for me to find, as well as at some point when I am able to start to get my rest of my family in helping me pull, pack, and ship, it's going to be easier for them to know what they're looking for too. So using this opportunity to both add inventory and get a little bit more organized, which is key if you're going to sell on sport lots. So that's been what I've been up to from a hobby perspective this week, but that's not our main topic today. Our main topic is a conversation with Andy Broom from CGC. Ever since they made their announcement back in June about some of the upcoming changes to the label and the consolidation of their operation, He's been kind of making the rounds on a few different podcasts and shows, and that is coming to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute today. So we're going to talk with Andy here in a couple minutes after you hear from the Sports Card Shop. Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the Sports Card Shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. Hi, this is Tony Rice, and I'm here to tell you the Gocher family has done it again. They just opened a sport card shop in downtown Valparaiso, Indiana, and it is awesome. If you're a collector, you need to check this place out. Tell them Tony sent you, and they get a free gift on your first visit. Andy Broom is a lifelong collector and is the vice president of CGC Cards. 
He's joining me today to discuss his background in the hobby and to talk a little bit about some of the latest news at CGC. Andy, thanks for joining me. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. You've had quite a journey in the hobby, both from a collecting perspective as well as from your professional perspective. Can you share a little bit with me about your origin story in the hobby? Sure. Well, uh, so this is now my uh, this is my 24th year of grading cards professionally. Um, I've been full time in the hobby uh, since uh, 1987. So when I really got hot and heavy with collecting. Uh, I've never, I never stopped. Um, you know, mom, I always say, I always joke that my mom never had the chance to throw my cards out because I always had them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now when I was uh, started doing uh, uh, small local sh uh, card shows uh, in my little hometown uh, when I was 12. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just, I never stopped. <laughs> were you buying and selling when you were 12 or were you just buying at that point or, you know, kind of how were you involved at that point? No, I, it was definitely buying and selling. Uh, and, and, you know, at 12, it was, it was sell to, uh, you know, create income so I could buy more cards. And so sure. for me, I fell in love very quickly with pre-war and vintage. And so to me, it was, I could hustle in the modern and, uh, and buy vintage, uh, you know, with, with the, the proceeds from all the modern cards. Uh, but it, what was really cool is, you know, I, I do these, these small, as a little motel show and, uh, very, very established show back in the late 80s. And, and I was definitely the youngest dealer set up. But I was also one of the very few that actually had Tito six cards in their display case. And so that that really uh, allowed some interesting interactions with with uh, not just dealers, but, you know, people would come into the show looking to sell stuff, and they'd walk the floor and then come back and say, hey, this kid over here is the only one that's got stuff that looks like mine. So I'm gonna go talk to them. So uh, you know, looking back, I was able to buy some really some amazing stuff that uh, probably shouldn't have even had access to back then, you know. <laughs> so you, you've been an, interested in pre-war and vintage, it sounds like, ever since you were young. You talked about your years and decades of grading experience now. When did you decide or what, what prompted you to decide to make the hobby your profession? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I don't know if I ever really considered it not being a profession. Um, you know, as, as a, a teenager, you know, I had some, some different jobs, uh, like we all do some, some random jobs starting out. And, uh, but it was always in my mind, uh, you know, this is just a path to lead back, you know, to the hobby, uh, you know, as on a professional level, full-time level. Uh, and, and I wasn't interested really in being a car dealer per se, or even having a shop. Although, uh, you know, the shop's always fascinating me. That was a cool thing you know, the town I grew up in was less than 25,000 people. And, uh, you know, late eighties, early nineties, we had eight card shops, Wow, you know, you know, which was crazy, but you know, it was cool. I love the atmosphere. You know, back then it was uh, not only the place you go and buy and sell cards, but you know, we'd hang out and, and you know, Saturday afternoons, we're hanging out talking cards and, and trading and buying and selling. And I always enjoyed that. But that's not what I wanted to do. And, um, but, you know, when I was very young in, in car, starting out in card shows, uh, I, I quickly started to learn about cards themselves, meaning how they're made, uh, you know, more the technical details. And, uh, you know, there was an event in my life where uh, I had bought some counterfeit cards. And, and so that prompted me when I learned about those that they were, in fact, uh, reprints made to look like old, you know, originals. 
Um, that's really what sparked the, the, the fire for me. It was, why would somebody do this? How do they do this? And, and as that progressed, you know, uh, I wanted to know all about how cards were manufactured, how are they produced? Um, how are they altered? How are they counterfeited? And so, um, you know, a lot of people uh, in our hobby got started because of their love of sports. And, and I'm a huge baseball fan, but I can, I can really say it's, I'm kind of backwards. I, I got into, uh, you know, my love for cards developed from the cards themselves. Uh, you know, I just love everything about collecting cards, not just sports, but I love non-sports, uh, you know, almost as much as sports. It's amazing how a firsthand experience can really prompt what we're going to become passionate about, right? That experience of you um, having to, to figure out something was not authentic early on and dr driving that passion for you to be able to learn more about that and, and determine that. Let's talk a little bit about CGC. And so the company has a long history of grading comics, right? But the launch of the sports trading card division is only a couple of years old. What led to that launch and your move to, to CSG CGC? Yeah, so Certified Collectibles Group, you know, we've, we've been in business grading collectibles since 1987. Uh, we're the, lar the world's largest collectibles grading company. Uh, of course, in 87, start out with NGC Coins. That was our first grading division. Um, 1999, CGC Comics was introduced. Uh, and then uh, about um, almost four years ago, CGC Trading Cards was introduced, which is, is just for trading cards such as, you know, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, all the cards you play games with. Uh, and then, yes, now almost, uh, what, two and a half years ago now, uh, I came on board to start CSG for the sports card uh, side of things. Um, so, you know, as a grading company for uh, talking about CSG and CGC trading cards, you know, uh, we, we are fairly new to the scene, but uh, with our expertise and, and our company as a whole, you know, we've, we've definitely been around for a long time, a lot of experience, but, you know, my move to, to come, to come here, uh, you know, it was really, I wanted to be able to do more. I wanted to be able to, uh, you know, I love this, this hobby. I'm, I'm still a passionate collector and, you know, my mindset is always uh, from the collector standpoint. You know, when, when we put out a product, you know, I tell my grading staff all the time, would you be happy receiving this back in your submission? And that's how I want everything to be to be perceived. You know, everything from the labels being correct, the aesthetics, and obviously the care of other people's cards. You know, so that's always the mindset that, that I have. And I, and I, you know, I, I channel that to my team. And so, I always wanted to do more in this industry and, and, and be able to offer more services that, uh, you know, some services are not uh, being offered right now in our industry that, that uh, you know, some of the ones that I'm working on and, and others, I just want to grow and, and, and frankly do better. And so that really, uh, when the opportunity uh, uh, presented itself to, to join Certified Collectibles Group and start the, the sports card grading division, uh, you know, I knew about the company, obviously, and, and knew their history and, and their backing and, and their uh, you know, what their resources. And, and to me, it was a no brainer, you know, for, for me to, to take my vision somewhere and grow that uh, with the backing of, of a company like this, it was just, uh, it was, it was just meant to be. You mentioned your team, the, the launch came right as grading was reaching kind of a fever pitch, right? The demand had never been higher. What was it like scaling up a brand new operation at this point in time where we were experiencing kind of peak demand for grading services? Yeah, it's uh, it was a very unique situation. You know, I've, I've as, as we mentioned, I've been grading for, for for a few years now, and 
you know, I was grading cards back in 08. And I remember that marketplace and, and of course the economy as a whole. Uh, and, you know, and our hobby is like a roller coaster. Uh, it, it, there's ups and downs in the marketplace. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, some would say the, the perfect storm. Uh, and it was, it was very challenging. And, and, you know, looking back, I don't think that, uh, I don't think it, it could have been possible without the expertise that we had, uh, the, the um, resources, you know, able to scale up to meet the demand. Um, it, it was, it was a challenge and, 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 uh, it was, uh, looking back, I'm very proud of, you know, how, how we, how we did that, how we were able to launch, you know, we became the, 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 the card grading company to grade a million cards faster than any other grading company has, you know, from, from, from day one. And so, uh, I take a lot of pride in that and it was not, it was not easy. It was a lot of hard work and, um, you know, maintaining, not only a grading line, but also the turnaround times as well. And, and just, uh, you know, it's a, we were thrown to the fire for sure. Yeah. That, that was a time that I do not envy being someone in that grading world and figuring out how to handle all that volume, train new people, all of the things that were going, um, going on and, and being experienced. It's, it's one of those things from a, from the business mind or from, from a business perspective, I'm always fascinated by how companies handle those types of things. It's, it's one of those things from my time in, in college, getting my business degree, you think of all of these case studies that we had to study in our business management classes. And some of these trading card industry scenarios that we've experienced over these last few years, I think are going to make some great case studies on into the future. Back in late June, you announced that CSG, the CSG division and the CGC division were going to be kind of merging into, into under one umbrella of, of CGC cards. And I don't know if division's officially the, the, the right terminology for how you consider that, but in my mind, that's kind of how I pictured it. Talk to me a little bit about that. that it will be taking place officially close to the time of the release of, of this conversation that, that when it comes out. Talk to me a little bit about the mindset behind that that merge together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, the merge is complete and live on July twelfth. So uh, yeah, depending on when this airs. But uh, you know, this was not something that was done, uh, you know, on a whim or hey, this sounds like this is a good idea. Let's just do it. You know, this is something that was a, a year plus in the making. This is something we've been studying for quite some time and. Uh, you know, countless focus, focus groups that we conducted, uh, the surveys, one-on-one uh, -on -one talks with not just dealers, but collectors, uh, both people that currently use our services and those who've never used our services. We wanted to get real data that we can make informed decisions uh, on. And, um, you know, when we started out, when both divisions started out, the, the, the goal was to have expertise for that material specifically meaning my sports card graders they they are trained and their their backgrounds are all in sports cards and so you know we don't have just one grading team that today you're grading pokemon tomorrow you're you're on ultra modern sports and uh, it, it just doesn't work that way it's it's a it's you know frankly it's, it's a little bit of a disservice to cut to, to customers to do it that way so we have independent grading teams that that's their focus that's their passions um so the trading card have their team, the sports have their team, and we have a non-sport division as well. Um, so, you know, internally, though, we, we operated uh, together, right? We shared resources uh, all the way through the process, including, you know, encapsulation, but, you know, other, other areas as well. And so as we've looked at things and, and, and uh, you know, trying to streamline services, 
me, my mantra is always eliminate the hurdles to keep people from using our service because this is a fun hobby. This is supposed to be fun. Even if you're making a full-time living as a dealer, it still should be fun. It's cards. So I don't want there to be a, a bad experience submitting cards. And part of that is if you have to jump through hurdles to submit cards, that's a problem. And so as we looked at everything, you know, we realized that that is a big hurdle. You can't take just any random cards from your collection or your inventory, put them in one box, one submission form and send them into us. That, that was, uh, it just didn't work being divided as we were. And so that was one of the big driving factors is let's bring these two together under one name, one operation. Now everything is together except for the grading teams. We do keep those, you know, to their respective material, but, uh, you know, the, the strength of the CGC name, you know, number one in comic books now since 1999, uh, and, and the name continues to grow in the pop culture world, you know, not just uh, comic books now, but, you know, we're grading video games and uh, the VHS cassettes and, and things of that nature. So, you know, cards fits into that realm, fits in that, that pop culture uh, realm of collectibles. And it just made, it just made sense, not, not just, uh, you know, from our perspective, but from customers' perspective, it, it, there really shouldn't be a division. And so that was really one of the main driving forces. And then, you know, on top of that, by combining and operating under one, it gives us more resources and more ability to to expand our services and, uh, you know, give give our customers what they want. You mentioned, uh, you know, streamlining kind of that submission process, being able to internally leverage some things. But but from a customer perspective, streamlining that submission process, making it a little easier. Are there other advantages that you see for customers who are going to be able to benefit from this this merger or this this one kind of one branded experience? Yeah, for sure. You know, there, we have multiple uh, changes in this in this merge that that are all geared for streamlining the experience. You know, one of them is uh, you know we've now uh, removed the requirement for membership to submit cards, so anybody can can submit. Uh, and, you know, we still will have our membership program. In fact, we're, we're actually growing that to make it even better, better benefits. But, you know, it's still advantageous. You know, you get a membership, you're getting back grading credit. You'll now also get a reduced uh, grading fee. It'll be a cheaper fee than the non-membership. So there's definitely advantages to that program. But at the same time, you know, uh, one of the things that, that, that I've, I've always seen is uh, you, you go to a show and um, you're, you're not a dealer, you're just a collector and, and you pick up one or two cards and you'd love to get them graded on site at the show or even just submit them while you're there. And, you know, things like membership and other fees are just, it just, it was prohibitive to, to submit a small amount of cards. And that was another thing that, you know, was a concern to me as well is because I, I don't want to cater to any specific group of, of, of people, right? I, I'm a collector. I know that, you know, there, there's, that's the base of our, our industry is, is the, is the everyday collector that, you know, may not be buying and selling cards. They're only buying for their collection or they may only go to a, a, a two shows a year, you know, or whatever the case may be, but, but they're, they're together with us in this, this hobby in, the, in this industry. So we just, I wanted to make sure that everyone can submit. Everyone has the same experience, whether you submit three cards a year or 30,000 cards a year. You're one of the few grading companies that has a set registry. What's the uptake been on that? Yeah, you know, that that was another thing that was very important to me from day one. Um, kind of three basic elements that I thought were important from day one was imaging the front and back of every card graded from day one, uh, and then having a pop report and set registry immediately. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's, it just has to be that way. And 
you know, there we've had some some challenges with the, the integration of the of the of both trading cards and sports cards on the pop reports and set registries that we're we're working on and will all be complete here with our uh, with the July the July twelfth you know launch. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's that's the fun part about our hobby is is there is a competition in, in a sense, right? Is we we all want the best cards that we can get for whatever whatever we're collecting, whether it's by the set or by the player or whatever, and and so that's what makes the set registry so fun is that competition. Uh, you know, you, you got like minded collectors who may be collecting the exact same set as you are. And now we're 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 challenging each other and for prizes, you know, at the end of the year, and so uh, maintaining a, a great um, set registry with some a great contest element to it and some great prizes, I think is it's paramount. I would be fascinated. And I know there's people that, that bounce this idea around. I think the opportunity for someone, some company to come up with a universal set registry that is able to not only leverage, you know, one, one brands, uh, one grading card company's product, but kind of pull together the best of all of the different ones. It, I think that's an opportunity that will be uh, really neat to see somebody eventually be able to pull that together because I think you're right. There's a piece of that um, that is that is so helpful having that set registry to pursue, and I think the opportunity to combine um, you know multiple brands together someday will will be interesting. And I there's probably a, something there, and I don't have a fully baked idea, but there's probably something there that even an existing card company able to pull in a universe or a existing grading company to be able to pull in a, a, a universal set registry would could still lead to a strategic advantage for them um, somehow. And I'll have to put some more thought into that. Um, I'm sure some smart minds there um, have thought a little bit about that too, but that's a concept that I think is, is a, a ripe for, for some good opportunity. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, th- I think it's fun. You know, that's uh, a, as a collector, you know um, we all buy cards from all different places and, uh, you may be loyal to one grading company or you may not be, but either way, you're, I, I know that, you know, you're going to have cards from multiple grading companies in your collection. And, and look, we, as a collector, that's, we get that, you know, that's just, that's just part of, part of it. And so you're right. I think that that would be a, a really cool thing to see is to be able to take the, you know, the, the, the reputable grading companies and be able to, to put any, anybody's cards into one, one registry. You also have a strategic partnership with ComC and you know, they're an approved um, submission center to, to you guys. How do these type of, of strategic partnerships fit in with your overall strategy? Yeah. You know, ComC is a great example of, of uh, being able to, you know, take a service like ComC, which is a fantastic platform and add one additional element to that, that which was missing is, and it's that grading element, giving the customer the choice of, of having that card graded. And, you know, for, for us, it's allowing that to happen as seamlessly as possible. You know, for, for the customer, there's not really, they don't really have to see or do anything, right? It's all done uh, through ComC and, and, and through our, our partnership. And uh, it's just more access for people to, to have cards and, and other items graded. Uh, and, and that's what we love about these partnerships is that um, we just we work so well together, uh, allowing more access, more more people into our industry, making it easier for everybody to to be able to buy and sell cards, have cards graded, trade graded cards, you know, no, with peace of mind, knowing, you know, things just like our guarantee and things of that nature that uh, they're buying something that, you know, has, there, there's something standing behind it. 
Now they're a major submission center, right? In a, in a longstanding organization, um, group submitting is something that is, is done broadly in the hobby. I, I was curious about your approach to working with, with group submitters. Do you have an official group submitter approved list or a process that somebody has to go through to be, you know, officially approved as a group submitter? Um, can, can you talk a little bit about how you approach people who might want to serve as a group submitter to um, CGC? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, we are very, um, very diligent with our dealer program and our, our um, uh, group submitter program. And that's for all our, our verticals, coins and comics and paper money and, and, and everything. Um, you know, to be an official authorized dealer, it, there's a vetting process, the application. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's quite, uh, you know, it's, it's deep. Uh, and for good reason, if we're willing to say that you're authorized dealer for us, you're representing us. And so we're very yep. careful screening dealers and, and, and doing the background work and, and, and make, you know, vetting them. Uh, it's the same with the, the group submitters. You know, we, we don't, uh, you know, it, pe- people, we can't st- stop group submitters from submitting to us, but we do have an authorized group submitter program, which is just like our dealer program. You have to be vetted and, and approved into our, our, our uh, system. Um, and so those are the only group submitters that we recognize as being official authorized group submitters. And, you know, that, that to me is a very important program because, um, you know, again, if somebody is, is doing group subs and they're sending them to us, uh, they, they are representing our company to an extent. Uh, and so, you know, that person becomes the point person between us and a customer. And, um, you know, so it's really important for us to to work with group submitters, but only those that have that have been approved and vetted. Yeah, I think that's so important. Integrity is such an important component of the trust that we we all experience within the trading card world. Whether whether you're talking about breaking, whether you're talking about grading, whether you're talking about consigning cards for sale, whatever it might be, trust and integrity is so important. And so, hearing that that, that your company has a vetting process to help assure, I mean, you can't guarantee necessarily that, that a group submitter is, is going to stay on the up and up forever into the future, but having that vetting process can go a long way towards helping with that assurance that the, the entire end to end process is, is, I guess, can be more trusted for that end consumer. You know, you're generally regarded as one of the big four kind of reputable grading companies. Um, and with this recent combination, I believe you're you're kind of moving into the second by volume when you combine both the the, the non-sports gaming cards as well as the, the sports cards. Each of these kind of big four have some pros and cons. But if somebody is not necessarily already loyal to one company or they're trying to decide, you know, if if they want to start using a, a primary grading card company. Give us a little bit about, you know, why somebody should choose CGC as their grading company of choice. Yes, absolutely. You know, a lot has to do with with Certified Collectibles Group, our parent company as a whole. Um, you know, there's been so many, and I know you've been in the industry a long time. There's been, you know, uh, somewhere around 200 grading companies come and go over the years, right? And, that, and literally, like, I, I, I have a spreadsheet that I, I was tracking for many years. So I, I know we're, we're well at close, you know, either well over or right at the 200 mark. But, but the point is, you know, we're, we're not, we're not a, a startup or a fly by night. You know, as I said, certified collectibles group, we've been grading collectibles since 1987. 
And, and why that's important is, I mean, we're, we're here to stay. We're number one in coins. We're number one in comics. Um, you know, we, we it, it's, it's for the long haul, right? That that's our whole, our whole company is based on that. And so, you know, number one, just right off the bat that our reputation is there. This isn't something that uh, it, it's, it's just non-industry people and non-collectors got together and started a company a couple of years ago. So I think that's really important is that trust is, is that we've been here. We're going to continue to be here. And, and also to, on that same note that also, uh, you know, because of our company is the, the resources that we have, the backing that we have, the, the capabilities that we have, the technology that we use, all these things give us that advantage to offer a better service than our competition can. You know, I mentioned earlier, you know, every card that's ever been graded, whether it's trading cards or sports cards here, it's been imaged front and back uh, in the holder before it left our facility. So they're all, uh, you know, you can find all those with the QR code or, or putting in the cert number on the website. And that's a security element. You know, that, that's, uh, it's, it's, all, it's nice to be able to see the cert information and also see the corresponding images of the cards. But, you know, that image when you get a card in hand, you may have a question about it. You can go and reference these high res images immediately and see, does that look like it did when it left their facility? Meaning has this been tampered with or something else? Um, so that's just one of the many um, of the uh, security points that we have, but also the technology that we have. Uh, you know, that's, that's one great thing I love about this company is we're always forward looking. You know, we, we, we are leading the grading industry in automation and things like, you know, AI assistance. We've been using AI assistance in the attribution and grading process now since day one. Uh, and and we're, we continue to grow the technology side of things because that, that's that's how we offer a better product. You know, I know AI is a big buzzword and, and uh, uh, you know, there's some entities out there that, that are claiming, you know, full AI grading and things like that. But, you know, the, the practical reality is that um, things like AI, they're a fantastic tool, uh, especially in the grading of collectibles. Um, but it's just that it's a tool. It's there to assist the experts in grading. And, and you know, when you're training, a, you know, machine learning and training a model, it's only as good as the expertise that, that is building it as well. So, you know, even if you have AI assistance, you still have to have an expert team to be able to not only know how to decipher and use that information, but also to train that model in the, in the and keep that, that grading line. Uh, you know, with, with us, internally our education department you know we have classrooms for our education department and uh, 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 Dr. Webb you know leads our our education series and we're always training you know of course we have a multi-week program when graders are onboarded but we're doing that continual training and that's the only way you know through the training through the technology is how we can maintain that that grading line uh, and then you know the on technology side too, it's it's with the counterfeits and alterations. You know that that's that's yet just more tools in our pocket that we can use to offer better service. Uh, you know to our customers. The national is coming up here in just a couple of weeks. What plans does CGC have for the national? We have we have a lot of great plans actually. This is going to be a great national. I'm, I'm uh, this will be my 25th national. And this one may be the most, uh, I'm, I think I'm excited the most for this one. There's, there's so much going on. When I say that our booth is going to be a carnival, I literally mean it midway type of carnival. We're going to have so much crazy stuff going on, but, but yeah, we will, we will be there. We'll be in the corporate area. Uh, so we'll be there once again. We'll also be grading on site once again, as we always have. Uh, and uh, we have some, some special things I can't talk about yet, but we'll have some, some, 
uh, people that everybody knows uh, will be there on our stage doing some things and uh, we'll have our games and uh, in our grading, we'll have our meet the grader program where people can bring up a couple of cards and talk to one of our graders and kind of get an idea of maybe what this could grade or, or you know, whatever they want to find out about a card. And uh, so we'll be doing all that. And uh, here very soon we'll be announcing uh, the pricing and other things for the national, which uh, I think a lot of people will be excited about the pricing. We see it's going to be very affordable. Very good. Uh, yeah. Very good. Uh, what else do you want people to know before we go today? Well, you know, any, any questions, you know, I understand, you know, on, on, on something like this type of merger, there's always questions that, you know, there are some changes uh, on the trading card side to the grading scale. Uh, and so there's always confusion, you know, what we're working on right now is, is kind of what we call a little phase two of the, of this merger. And that's the educational portion. And that's where we're, we're focusing on getting out our videos and other things uh, to educate what these changes are, what they mean for you as a, as a consumer. And so, you know, what I like everyone to know is please feel free to reach out to us. You know, our customer service is based here at our headquarters in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, you, you call, you're going to get somebody actually on the phone or email, which is always a cool thing. But, you know, we want to be able to answer any questions you may have. And so, you know, on social media, CGC cards, uh, website, cgccards.com. But, you know, if you're going to the national, I'd love for people to stop by. Uh, we're going to be handing out a lot of sample cards in our holder. So people that haven't seen the clarity of our holder before or haven't seen the new label, come by, get a card. Uh, would love to, to answer questions and talk to talk to people. It'd be great. So we're just my main thing I want everyone to know is we're accessible uh, and, and transparent. We want to be out there and, and answer questions and, and, and be there for people. Very cool. Well, Andy, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming and talking a little bit about your background, helping us understand this, this recent announcement at CGC. And I, I appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks at the National. Well, Mike, thanks so much for having me on, and I hope you have me on again. Well, I appreciate Andy coming on today and having a conversation about CGC, helping us understand a little bit more about the background of the company and this recent change to merge all of the card-related grading into one CGC platform. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. I think it helps expose people that may not have understood the true background and grading that CGC had in their history with cards and coins and other collectibles. They might have seen CGC as just a, an upstart or a, a new company, but they have brought in a lot of people with a lot of experience. The fact that they're now the number two card grader behind PSA, um, SGC continues to rise, and I think CGC and SGC giving PSA a run for their money is a good thing. It's never good in my mind when one company completely dominates, especially when it dominates for no good reason. And so I am happy to see these other two grading companies giving PSA a run for their money, and hopefully they continue to to gain momentum and, and make a, a big three of, of grading card companies. I think CGC having a set registry is one of those things that really can give them an opportunity to compete with PSA directly because I think the one thing PSA does have is that set registry, but CGC also has one, so maybe that will gain some traction as well. Well, I'd love to know what you thought about that conversation. Let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and now threads at waxpackhero as well. I'd love to know what you think about the show. I'd love any feedback that you've got. I'd love any suggestions on who you'd like me to talk to in a future episode. That is all I have for you today. 
so I'll catch you next time.